Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. of the doubleheader here at Hockey Royalty. We're getting it going with my buddy Kyle here for the Ontario Rain coverage. So get in the chat, like, and subscribe. Let's go. All right, Kyle, man, how's it going? Your first uh, time covering the playoffs. Uh, you excited? You ready to go? I can't wait to go. It's getting excited. Kings come on off a big win last night. So hopefully the rain can do the same tomorrow. Yeah, did you uh, end up watching that from home, or did you go to that watch party that was in uh, L.A.? What did you end up doing? I ended up watching it from home. Um, late game, neighbors are asleep, so I guess they kind of heard a little bit of a noise complaint the last two goals. So. <laughs> Um, but we're doing good, doing good. Can't wait for tomorrow. Good, good. Yeah, I watched it from home as well. Uh, I'm sure my brother got a noise complaint because we were watching his apartment complex. But uh, but no, it was, a, it was a good game, and hopefully the rain can do a little bit better this year, and we'll get into that. Um, everybody in the chat, like and subscribe, uh, and follow uh, Kyle there. His Twitter handle is floating across the bottom, Kopitar for Hall of Fame, or HOF. Um, he does our rain coverage. He does an excellent job. Oh, at a lot of the practices, getting the inside knowledge there. So uh, give him a follow for his insight and uh, and just keeping up to date with the rain because, uh, uh, you know, you're going to see these prospects here sooner or later coming up and you got to know who they are. Uh, let's get into it first. CJ, CJ's here for the doubleheader. He was in the previous one coming in here with a go rain go. Uh, and I love your rain coverage, Kyle. Thumbs up, man. CJ gave you some Thank props. you, CJ. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> So let's get into it. We'll just kind of the season overview, and then we'll go into the playoff keys uh, to victory there. Uh, what was, uh, after watching the entire rain season and maybe your expectations going in, how do those match up after the season ended? If I can use one word to describe this season, it'd be inconsistency across across the board. Um, when the season started, my expectations, I'm pretty sure a lot of people were, was Calder Cup. You look at the roster, you think, wow, like this team can actually – make a deep run. I mean, they were deep down the middle, 
Um, but unfortunately, in the AHL, you have a lot of call-ups, a lot of injuries that happen, and the rain they did went through that a lot this year. I mean, Jacob Doty and Akil Thomas, they've been out since November. Rasmus Kapari has been called up to the Kings. Jordan Spence been, has been in and out of the lineup along with Fagimo. Turcotte's been injured a couple of times throughout the year. And um, they've been relying a lot on Cal Peterson and Nett. It's been an up and down with him in there. And it's just been all over the place. I mean, they ended the season going 1-6-1 and one in their last eight games, so not ending the season on the right foot. Nav coming in here and saying, hey, I got the notification this time. He's on time this time. Thank you for coming in, Nav. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean it, it just seems like it obviously players getting pulled here and there obviously when you lose jordan spencer number one power play contributor uh and then he's just kind of sitting on the bench um up here in the king is kind of taken taken away from from that team um you know maybe they get another offensive defenseman coming up if the barry colts can't make it far in the playoffs but we'll see how that goes i digress there uh yeah it's just been it seems inconsistent um, it, it shows it. Obviously, Turcotte not in the lineup all year long. We were talking about it right before we got on. The plus-minus for the team, like the top 10 court scorers on the team have a minus-plus-minus. Minus. And I don't, I, don't, I don't keep a lot of play into that, but when it's universal across the board, it just seems a lot of uh, high volatility with the team this season, and that's what you mentioned with the inconsistencies. Yes. So yes. Oh. It's consistency where. <laughs> so let's get into the forward group. Um, and and where where's have been the bright spots this season for you? Obviously, MVP TJ Tynan is getting his 81 points, but where where are you seeing some bright spots elsewhere? One of the bright spots that was kind of surprising was when Martin Furk left this year. Who was going to be that guy on power play one and shooting slappers from the his offside? And that ended up being Sammy Figimo for most of the season. He I think he had 13, 12 or 13 power play goals, if I'm correct which was, I think, second on the team behind Leah Sanderson. So he took a big – he filled that role in nicely there. Leah Sanderson, the leading score with 31. Um, Martin Kromiak um, didn't start the season on time because he had um, surgery to start the year, so that was a big um, miss. But he did end January on a hot on a high note, but he ended up the season really cold. So um, Aiden Dudas was another one I was impressed with um, early on in the season, but he kind of tailed off at the end. So that, that kind of sums it up for the four groups. I mean, TJ Tynan did what he normally does best, and that's lead the team in scoring and the straw that stirs the drink on the power play. Flipping it over to the back end, Holden coming here with was my next question. Holden92 says, how has Toby looked? Obviously, Bjornfoot being brought down uh, or sent down to the start of the season. Has gotten a couple games sprinkled in the NHL, but mainly been an AHL player this year. How has he looked to you? Do you think his game has progressed? Um, is it kind of at a stagnant where, where are you, where are you at on the, the uh, Bjornfoot experimentation down there? I think Bjornfoot's looked, looked pretty okay down there in Ontario. He doesn't make many mistakes. Well, except for when I was at the game Friday, he ended up making a mistake that ended up in the rain's net moments later, but he's been limiting the turnovers there, but watching him go up to the NHL, it doesn't seem that his game doesn't seem to translate very well at there at the moment. He's kind of like shot. He's kind of like Rasmus Kapari. He's kind of, shy to show off his kind of game and up in the big leagues but i think he had a pretty decent season in ontario he i think with being paired with jordan spence jordan spence is going to bring the offense and be that offensive minded guy and he just had to worry about you know being being back being strong on the back end there in his own end and i thought he did pretty good down there this year yeah i'm not coming here again and saying hey he's only, he's only 21 or so right 
Yeah, but you you know, not to get too Debbie Downerish because that's not what this episode of the podcast was about. But that draft, you have Turcotte and Bjornfoot. I mean, if you have two first round picks and you don't end up getting a lot of you know uh, long term play from them, could be a really dead draft as far as that goes. I know they end up getting Kaliev in the second round. The jury's out still on all three guys, in my opinion. Kaliev's still a fourth liner in, in the uh, NHL, so he really hasn't progressed much ab- above that. And it would be a tough draft if we didn't get a, a lot of those guys to play more uh, towards the end of their career. Um, CJ, coming here with a follow-up question for you. Do you think Toby needs to play more aggressively? Is it too passive while playing? I know that uh, us up at the the Hockey Royalty podcast – we're saying that sometimes he doesn't know what his game is. Like it seems like he's passive sometimes. Sometimes it seems like he tries to attack offensively. Where do, what do you think about CJ's question? Yeah, I think sometimes he's one of those guys that looks to be stuck in the middle. There's times where you watch and he's actually leading the rush, and you're just like, wow, like, you know, let's see a little bit more of this. But and then there's other times where he looks to pass off when he has an open shot. And that's kind of not what I want to see from. From him i want him to be more aggressive there's so i do agree like he's kind of one of those players that's stuck in the middle that and i kind of think that's not a good thing sometimes when you're on the ice especially as a defenseman where if you have the puck at the blue line you're kind of in between on what to do it's going to end up being an automatic rush going the other way yeah it's going to be it's going to be something to see if he can develop that i mean he's still only young can learn um maybe put some size on still you know still a young man the jury's still out there but just Little, little nugget there that draft might not be looking as, so good as everybody maybe has thought at, at one at one point. I've said it many yeah. times with Turcotte, huge shoes to fill as the number five overall pick. As as much as you hate to say it, he's got to play over 100, 860 games in his career to be average for a top five pick uh, in, in games played. So just something to think about there. And as Nav says, he needs to be healthy to do that. Um, let's get into Turcotte then. How healthy is he for fans that maybe don't pay attention as much as you? Is he going to be in there for the playoffs? And how has his play looked uh, towards the end of the season? So, believe it or not, I'm also a season ticket member of the Kings. So, I actually went and attended an event. Um, I asked Luke Robitaille, where is Turk on his development? They still really like him. They're really high on him. And, of course, they have to be. Um, he actually, when he was out, he was out of the lineup at that time. He, had a, he was nursing a, a knee injury. And he came back, played three games, got a primary assist in all of them, looked really good, was out there skating, having a lot of energy. And then he missed, after four games, he missed a, he missed a couple more. I'm, I don't know what that was about. But as of right now, he is going to be in the, uh, the lineup, it looks like. I haven't heard any injury news on him yet. So keep your fingers crossed that nothing happens from now up until 6 o'clock Pacific time tomorrow. Yeah, he got 17 points in 32 games, so a little over half point per game. Um, you know, I think not the, really the stats that you're looking for, but you could also say that's just because the fact that he hasn't really had a congruent part to the season, which has been his MO, right? Injured, right. come back, have to shake off the rust. Injured, come back, have to shake off the rust. He uh, – let's get it, let's get into the, the, the goalies first, and then maybe where Turcotte fits in in the playoff pitcher. Um as, as we all know, Copley saved the King season. He got brought up. Cal Peterson got sent down. Uh, before we get into how Peterson looked, I really feel like this kind of threw off Falalta's development and his opportunity to really take that next step. What have you seen from Falalta? By the way, hockey royalty alum. Thank you for always coming on here, Falalta. You're always welcome back. 
where did you feel like his um, game was this season when he did get the opportunities? And then do you agree with my statement that maybe this slowed down his progression point? To start off with the progression part, I actually, I absolutely 100% agree it's all his development because looking at the starts, um, I believe after Copley left, um, I think there was like 55 or 56 games played. Cal Peterson played in 40 of those games. So Velalta did not see much playing time. And from the start of the year, him and Phoenix Copley were like that 1A, 1B kind of tandem. In 18 games, Copley started 11. Velalta started 7. So it was kind of not 50-50, but they still – we're sharing, splitting the crease. Um, but when Cal Peterson got sent down, the Kings had to turn their focus. The rain, well, the Kings had to have the rain turn their focus to him because he's getting paid five million dollars, and there's really no other option what to do with him at this point. Um, so it kind of took games away from him. And I liked what I saw from Velalta early on. Um, he looked really good in net. He was reliable. At one point, I think he ended the season with a nine ten save percentage. Um, I don't know where that was. I didn't check. I don't think he fit for qualified goalies because he didn't play many games, but um, he, he was looked, uh, he looked really he was, he was 200 minutes, uh, 200 minutes shy. So, okay. qualified goalies have to have 1440 minutes. He had 1288. So, his stat line 22 games played, uh, he had one shutout, 57 goals against for a 265 goals against average, went 12 8 and 1. And you would be 100% correct, my friend. Uh, nine. 10 save percentage, which all those numbers outside of the wins uh, was uh, in favor of, of Volalta. But Cal Peterson, the only goalie on the roster with a losing record. Um, let's get into that Peterson experience. Has It's just been bad, it seems, uh, down there. I mean, his, his stats aren't great, but they don't scream uh, horrible either. It just seems kind of like a hodgepodge, but they're not winning games. 288 goals against average, 904 save percentage. But for a guy with NHL experience and making $5 million, you were hoping for a lot more than that. Yeah, I was hoping for a lot more. And when he went sent down there, he started off this this, I would say the experiment. He was it went okay the first few games. He was seeing the puck well. They, he was making the saves when needed. But there was a game in Calgary in December where he gave up four goals and was his worst game that he played and my biggest worry was, okay, can he bounce back? Because every time it seemed at the NHL level, when he gave up a goal, it's like his confidence just got absolutely shot. And at times he kind of didn't bounce back very well and didn't help him either with sometimes with the team not playing very good in front of him because, you know, as you mentioned, the plus minus, a lot of turnovers in, his, in their own end at the times this year. But I would say the Cal Peterson experience was up and down this year. It was a lot of up and down. You got good, bad, great not so good and it, it was just all over the place um and i know i've actually been able to see him at the stairwell when they're playing two touch and before they left people in the gate into the arena i just want to say he's even though i don't want to sound like i'm bagging cal peterson here is that he's one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet but sometimes being a nice person doesn't translate to being a great goalie and that's what the kings were trying to hope for sending him back down there to at least get his game back to at least respect respectability and it just it just didn't cut it at times and um i think he's going to be the starter in the playoffs they've been treating him like that starter like the kings did with quick during the that cup year that they won the first time that just going to be that starter and they were trying to that's that was their focus trying to get him back on track and um unfortunately it hasn't panned out the way that i hope yeah it's it, it's interesting and and we were talking about it on the um 
on the Kings podcast because they've been doing tandem back and forth. Now it's it's not about – I mean, I guess the whole season's about winning. But for me, there's no tomorrow now. It's playoffs. Do you think that Peterson will have a short leash in the playoffs or because of the cap situation, they're still just going to let him ride or die no, no matter the outcome? I think they're going to have him ride or die. Um, there's been times where he's had a bad – in a back-to-back where he's had a bad game and they've th- thrown him back in the next day. So luckily for this series, there is no back-to-backs. But like you said, it's ride or die. Uh, three-game series, best of three, you lose the first game, you're on the brink of elimination the next game. So he's going to have – if the rain want any chance of winning the series, he's going to have to steal a game, if not both games, for them to advance because Colorado is one of the toughest buildings to play in, especially in the Pacific. Before we get into the playoff matchup, we're going to get it, it to our sponsor here at DraftKings. DraftKings is sponsored by T uh, and THPN is sponsor or THPN is sponsored by DraftKings. I knew I'd get that right eventually. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer, with tons of ways to bet on your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving cus- new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's right, make your first bet up to a thousand dollars, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot at to cash in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA. And more with same game parlay spreads, money lines, over unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless, which I doubt you can bet for the AHL. But in the NHL, if you want to throw down a parlay, you got four games tomorrow. Maybe you want to do a four game parlay. Maybe do a little Carolina going up 2 0, Boston up 2 0, Revenge of Dallas. And hey, your Kings take a 2 0 lead going back to, to LA. The options are endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions may apply. See show notes for details. Well, let's get into the playoff. Obviously, last year, this is a little bit of a rematch. Um, Colorado absolutely beat the piss out of the rain last season uh, in the playoffs. It really wasn't fun to watch. How has the matchups been uh, this year against Colorado? What do you see from the Eagles, and how do you think the rain matchup? Um, yeah, just to get back, this is actually going to be a rematch. These two teams have met in the playoffs for – this is going to be the third, second straight year they met in the Calder Cup playoffs. For those that don't remember, 2021, they did face in a playoff tournament. There was no playoffs in the AHL, so they um, had like a little Pacific Division playing playoff tournament. And this year, I thought they did they did okay against Colorado. They didn't. There was times where they got blown out of the building, but they were both in Colorado, unfortunately. Um, but Colorado, I think it's going to come down to which team scores better five on five in this series. Colorado, I believe, has the the better defense and better goaltending. I think the goals against, especially at home, they were fourth. They only gave up 92 on the season. So that's going to be really tough. And Lorraine have had trouble scoring, especially five on five. Um, I think over the weekend, they, not the weekend, last week, I think they played three, I believe they played three games. They scored, um, I think, five goals and four of them were on the power play. So they have to find a way to score five on five this series. It's been really and I mean, really difficult for them to get some offense five on five lately. Yeah, their win percentage right now, uh, they were the, um, you know, 625 uh, win percentage. They allowed 207 goals this season, which is slightly better than the rain at 219. Uh, but they're on a little bit of a heater, seven out of their last 10. Uh, so coming in hot there. And like you mentioned, that barn is always tough to play in. Where, where are the keys 
to victory here for the rain. Obviously, short series, so you got to make an impact. If you can't just drag this thing out, uh, where are the keys to victory in your eyes? Um, I, uh, the first key I want to mention again is going to be five on five. Um, the rain, I believe they're one of the they the least team that got penalized this year. So a lot of the series will be most likely be played five on five. So they're going to have to find some offense there. You can't you're not going to have a power play for the whole 60 minutes. That's impossible. So the rain are going to have to. Sorry, I, uh, I was just thinking to myself. Sorry, my bad. Oh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, they're gonna have to find a way to score five on five. So that's one of the keys. The second one's gonna be the power play. The I was looking at the stats. The rain power play is twenty two percent on the year, which is good enough for seventh in the in the AHL. But when you split them up during the home and road splits, they're one think they're eighteen percent on the road, eighteen point eight, which is good enough, but twenty five percent at home. So they're gonna have to score on the power play against Colorado, given their chances. You cannot turn those opportunities away. And they're going to need some good goaltending this series. Um, it's going to most likely be a low-scoring series. So Cal Pearson or Velalta, most likely Cal Pearson, they're going to have to be on their game. Yeah, you were 100% right. Uh, Eagles, uh, number one in the uh, the Pacific with the least amount of penalties, 815. Uh, so you're going to have to take advantage of those power play opportunities uh, with that, that one-timer rocket from Figimo. Uh, Tynan's going to be off, off his game. Uh, and hopefully Cal can lock in. I think you're looking at it's going to be key for him to settle in early, uh, not allowing a bad goal. How does that defense shape up, um, and and where where are their weaknesses coming in uh, to this on the season, and where do they have to shore up and to uh, to take it to Colorado? Yeah, so the defense for the for the rain is offensively not very good outside of Jordan Spence. If your name's Jordan Spence, you're the best offensive minded defenseman on the team. So the Rain are going to need some contributions from guys like Helge Granz, Tobias Bjornfoot. Um, Cam Cameron Gantz is going to be um, have to be a leader on the back end this series. He's been he was there for both for the series last year and the playoff tournament uh, two years ago. So he's going to probably want some revenge as well. I know he's um, been talking about it with Jared Shaffron. There was a article I, I read the other day where they asked him about <laughs> um, looking at his revenge. Um, he said, yeah, you know, it's in the back of my mind, but, you know, it's just like any other game. Like, they have to go in there and try and steal the first game. So um, he's going to be one of those guys that I'm going to see, like, on the back end, how he plays out. And um, so that's how much – that's what I have to say about the defense. And what was the second part to the question again? Yeah, what, 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 where where do they need to improve in order to to help the uh, – to win this series? Turnovers. Take care of the puck in your own end. Colorado's a big, heavy team that likes to get on the forecheck. They're going to have to survive these first five. These first five minutes to me tomorrow are going to tell me how the series is going to go. If the rain can limit the turnovers that don't end up in the back of their net and they can survive that first five minutes, then I think they can be in good shape. But, it, again, it's going to be how those first five minutes go. So go, going into this three-game, obviously, in their barn, um, you know, you're going to need some veteran leadership. Tynan's going to obviously give that to you, Cameron Gantz. But you're also going to have to get some of the youngsters to come in. Uh, where, where, Who do you think needs to step up and maybe is a key player to the series that might, uh, you know, might be an X factor? I'm going to go with one. I'm going to go with a couple of players. One of them is Alex Turcotte. He, if he's going to be healthy, he's going to give him some depth down that down the middle. I think he's going to play that 2C role. He's gonna he's gonna get a lot of special teams both on the power play and PK, and he's gonna be tasked with a lot of tough matchups. He's they're gonna need him to give in some offense for the rain because um they haven't really gotten much offense from the other centers. And 
Um, another one is going to be Martin Kromiak. Martin Kromiak, he had 15 goals on the year, which is okay for a rookie. But if you look at from the month of March till the end of the season, he only had, I think, two or three goals. So he ended up really, really cold. So he's I'm looking for him to try and give some offense five on five. And I said two players, but I'm going to throw in another one. Um, I'm going to go with the, the, um, the Giants, Samuel Hellenius, if he's playing, because um, our man um, Russell Morgan um, tweeted, um, texted me the other day or the other week, last week, saying he was in a red non-contact jersey. He's been out um, since March. Um, and Andre Lee, these two guys did not play in that series last year. Colorado really gave the reign of beating, um, being in the physicality department. Um, we saw Alex Turcotte get hit with a concussion up high. Um, one uh, Thomas Hickey was on the team last year. He's not, not on the team this year. He got cross-checked in the face last year at one point. So the rain were getting beaten up in the physicality department. So um, I'd like to see Andre Lee and Sammy Hellenius, if Hellenius plays, um, dish out some big hits early um, whenever they're on the ice. Yeah, I mean, Colorado's a big team. They play hard, and, and like I said, they're always tough in that bar, and that's how they get their fans going with some hits early. Man, it's going to be a tough series. Uh, obviously, I, I'm not – apt to give my predictions with only you watch way more uh, uh, games a season in the three game series. What, uh, give me your predictions for uh, how this one's going to turn out. Uh, this is going to be tough. Um, I hope no one gets mad at me when I say this, but I got the Eagles winning this thing in three games. Eagles in three. Hey, I mean, we had, I, I mean, I picked Edmonton and I got, I got chastised for it. So it is, it is what it is. Don't, don't worry. I think a, lot, a couple other people picked Edmonton as well. <laughs> It just is. It's what you're thinking, and I, you know, it's they're a tough team. They're they make mistake free. When you play mistake free hockey, you get yourself a lot of chance to win. Um, Nav coming up here with a score. If you're listening to it live here, three one Winnipeg. Holden coming in with the last last minute question here for you, there, Kyle. Do you think Marco Sturm is a part of the problem this year, or do you think it was just more injuries, call ups uh, that caused them to struggle more than you thought? Yeah, that's that's not the first time I've been asked this question. And believe it or not, I was actually in attendance Friday's game and some fans just gave me a nudge and he had, he just told me, I think they need a new coach. So I'm like, oh, not not again. I don't want to hear any of that. But um, um, I'll give Marco Sturm a pass for this season. There have been a, it's been a lot of injuries up front with the rain and a lot of call ups. So I'll get I'll give him a pass. Um Obviously, they're trying to get better defensively. Um, at times, it hasn't happened. I know he's not well liked in Kings in Kingsland with, because of how the power play was last year. Um, but I say he'll probably get another year. Um, and if it doesn't work out, I say maybe it's time for him to probably move on. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's hard to make a change after one season. Um, I think there's. You got him being a power play coach uh, and then him being a head coach are two different things. So you can't really let the bad blood of how what you think about a, a coach or or, uh, or whatever, like kind of leak into that new system, um, you know, and then this team when they're when they're stacked and ready to go, they're stacked and ready to go. But when you have to call up uh, Jordan Spence, like I said, and you miss him for part of the season. You're missing Turcotte because of injury. Fagimo gets called up every once in a while. Uh, you're going to miss these miss these guys, and and that what's what uh, makes the team great. Martin Kromiak's slow to start the season because he was uh, with the the surgery, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. I think the team is probably going to be even. I would say even deeper next year because you look at uh, the Kings don't have a lot of room. They're going to have to make room in order for the cap to work. Uh, so you might see maybe a call up in Fagimo, but you're also going to get some guys here. Maybe you see a guy like Francisco uh, Francisco Pinelli come in. Um, quick, quick the, thought on that. 
um, the Kitchener Rangers did lose today, so they are one game away from elimination. So for those Kings fans that want Penelope to join, you might get your wish in a couple of days. But I think him, um, I thought LaFerry, I think LaFerry will be on the team next year. And um, another big giant, Caleb Lawrence, if they give him an entry-level contract. But I think Brant Clark makes the big team, so I'm not going to put him on the range just yet. But if they don't make room for him, so we'll probably see him there next year as well. Sorry to cut you off, though. Oh, no, you're fine. It's going back and forth there. I, yeah, I mean, he's always going to be the X factor because if he makes the roster, then I know a lot of people love Jordan Spence and you want him on the Kings, but it probably means Jordan Spence spends another year in the AHL because the, it's going to be hard-pressed to trade away Walker and Roy and, and Dersey or whatever to make enough room. Maybe Dersey plays the left side. A lot to debate there, and, and we'll obviously have you on the Hockey Royalty podcast to debate the AHL and NHL uh call-ups appreciate you guys here in the chat uh the rain uh start off tomorrow night so again follow kyle there on twitter kopitar for hof uh to get all your rain news up to date's coverage he's gonna be tweeting out tomorrow night probably watching two games at once so his eyes are gonna be glued to multiple screens if you want to watch the ahl playoffs on multiple screens you can go to ahl uh, TV and pay just for the playoff package and, and watch and watch some games there. I don't know the price point, uh, not official sponsor, uh, but hey, that's their opportunity to watch yourself uh, some some rain games. Maybe we see Pinelli come in if they can make a stretch. Getting Pinelli. Oh, do you know if Laferriere has an opportunity to play be or because he signed the ELC, he's not able to? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I know Taylor Ward signed an ATO at the end of last season. He was able to play in some of the playoff games, but um, I'm not sure about um, Laferrier. I think he might be able to. I'm not 100% sure on that, So, but I'm hoping he is. I think he's well, the black if, ace with the Kings, right? I, I mean, he's he's. I don't know if he's on uh, in the roster or whatever or scratch, so that might be something to sniff out and see what's going on, and, and maybe we can tweet that out tomorrow for all your fans wondering that as well. Uh, appreciate you coming in, Holden. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, CJ. Had a great evening. Well, this is the the doubleheader is over with. Hockey royalty, giving all uh, all your guys' coverage there. We're going to be giving you coverage all throughout the rain and Kings playoffs. Follow us at hockeyroyalty.com. Please, um, uh, please follow everybody here. Tickering across the bottom, hockey, hockey underscore royalty at Randall Commando twenty four at Mitchell Russell at JW Paterino, and again at Coptar four HOF. DraftKings code THPN for all your betting needs. Uh, as always on this podcast, go Kings go. And for this one, go Rain go. Go both of them. <laughs>